0: Tom Bernard Show with Doug Sprinthal,
1: co-host Catherine Brandt,
0: Dave Schrader, Andy Brandt Bernard,
2: Cassie Schrader,
0: and we'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen, Tom Bernard Show. You know who's here is Doug Sprinthal, Walzer on MotorGroupWalzer.com on a Monday. A rare Monday appearance.
4: I don't think I've ever been on Monday. It's so It feels so different.
1: Yeah, don't you take those days <laughs> off?
4: I take all the days off, actually. <laughs> I, I don't, this is all I do is the podcast, believe it or not. Okay. I get money nice from the cake. state. It is nice. Three hours a week. <laughs> uh, we talked about this on the morning show this morning. We have a terrific lease opportunity right now at our Hyundai store on brand new Sonatas. Got 25 of them in stock. These are sign and drive leases, which means there's absolutely zero fees due when you pick the vehicle up. There's no tricks. There's no extras. It's not from starting at all. 25 of them you can lease them for uh, $219 a month. That that's wrong. You don't get 25 cars for. You get one for $219 a month. You know when you think about it, though, if you're a parent buying a kid a late model used car. You might look at leasing because this is a really affordable way to get into a great car. They've got uh, full warranty, road 24-hour roadside assistance. So if they run out of gas coming out of First Avenue at 2 in the morning, they can call roadside and they don't have to call you. So check it out at Walzer Hyundai or head up and see them in, I'm going to say it just to piss them off, Eastern Maple Grove. I got in trouble for that <laughs> with the Brooklyn Park City planning no. commission. No, they'll wants. get over it. They were laughing. They listened to the show. I don't think know if they listen to the podcast, but they're big morning listeners out there. So... There
0: you go. They pretend to work during the podcast hours. Yeah. Walzer Automotive Group. Walzer.com. The last train to Clarksville. What's Dave the got.
2: Evening? Well, no, Dave just got me in a monkey's mood today. He was jamming to it in the shower. A monkey mood. That's good.
5: You gotta like happy music. I like happy music.
2: We need it for a Monday.
5: I'm picturing
4: Dave singing Last Train to Clarksville while he applies the head-and-shoulder shampoo. It's not a great visual for me. (laughs)
5: You haven't lived till you see me foam up. (laughs) (laughs) The
0: monkeys. I loved the monkeys when I was a kid. I love the monkeys now. uh,
1: Is the station Axis that's having all these band bands? Deals that you've been watching? What are you, You've been watching all these things about No, oh, it's the Reels Channel. The Reels Channel.
0: Yeah, the Reels okay. Channel does a lot of that stuff. There was a deal on about Elvis yesterday, though. I Was it on the Reels Channel? I can't remember. But there, Elvis was on five different TV channels yesterday, and we couldn't figure out why. His birthday is January 8th. Mm-hmm. He died
6: on August 16th. So I don't know why he had been all, yeah, all over all TV yesterday. All these
7: Elvis shows.
6: There is a 68 comeback special... Hitting the big screen this summer. Oh, it's coming to the big screen. That's why an anniversary of it, or since celebration of its fiftieth anniversary. Is that where he's wearing a all leather suit, man? Uh, I think,
4: and he does the karate
6: moves. Like he does it.
4: that. would be fun to see that in the
0: theater. It would it absolutely be fun to see it. I the
4: first yes. time I saw it,
6: with him. he is definitely wearing a lot of leather. <laughs> he's wearing a lot of leather. He's
2: definitely wearing
6: a lot of leather. What what lot so of so leather. good
2: and that special. Oh, was like that's that's all this I want to remember right there. Oh, he, he also looks great. like
6: he's like fifteen. Yeah, he did. How Kept. old was he? It's in '68. he'd well, have been
4: close to forty. Yeah, he? Yeah. no. No, because he was, no, 30, he was 40, only thirty-two when he died in '77. 70, 70, seven. Okay, That's so yeah, thirty-three.
0: He was born in 1935, January 8, 1935.
4: Weird Al does a parody of that. I saw him. Phenomenal. It video live, and he's you know he's got the scarfs out and he's hanging, <laughs> handing them out to the women in the front row. This one lady takes it, blows her nose, and gives it back to him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah.
8: I think it was set up. I think it was, it was pretty planned. Yeah.
4: I
5: like that one bit of audio where Elvis is singing "Are You Lonesome Tonight?" and he's, lot, he starts to forget the lyrics. Yep. And the woman in the background is doing the. Whoa! She's not stopping. He's laughing. He goes, just keep singing, darling. Keep and singing he goes, darling. my whole career is going out the window or something. And he just can't pull himself together. But he's laughing through the whole song. So I think he says, do you gaze at my bald head and wish I had hair? And yeah. then he starts laughing at his own joke. And then yeah. he just kind of loses it for the rest of the song. Yeah, he, he, Are You Lonesome Tonight is the song, isn't it?
9: Yeah.
0: Yeah, because he goes, "Fate to have me play, 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 blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? We have uh, Tim.
1: Timmy. Speaking of Elvis.
6: Are you lonesome tonight, <laughs> Timmy Lamb. I think it's Tim Timmy. anyway. It's a different number. Hello.
3: Yeah, it's Joe from Louisville.
6: Oh, oh it's Joe. I, hey, I got your message, and I was going to play the
0: song for you. Okay. Well, not for you. I think I sent it a little too late, though. Oh, and I'm in on the podcast. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, absolutely. Or I can, could, well, could play it tomorrow on the morning show if you want. That'll work. All right, I'll play it on the morning show tomorrow. That'll be fine.
6: Good uh, talk. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: no. Eh, you won't be laughing when I tell you what Joe's calling about. No? No, his brother died on this day. Oh. What, 14 years ago? 14 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's, uh, mm. it's the first one I've uh, faced sober. It's the first one you face sober. That's right. Mm. Well, congratulations oh, on man. that. One. Hey, did you get my letter? Uh, it'll be in the mail today. Okay, so you think it'll it's in the mail today? Yeah, it should be. Yeah, because I resent yeah. it. So yeah, you should get it today. Excellent. Well, let me know. Let me uh, send me a uh, text when you get when you get the letter. Will you? Will I'd do. appreciate it. So, your brother died at what age? Um. He'd been, he, uh, sorry about this, Dave, but he'd have been 50 this year. He would have, oh, so he he's would have, 36. He'd be turning 51 in December, so um, 37. 37, yeah. Yeah, it, uh, I have never lost a sibling, thank God for that. It's got to be, uh, today's the 14th. Now, you, you don't mind if I read your text, do you? No, go ahead. Says today is the 14th anniversary of my big brother's death. It'd be really cool if you could play Behind Blue Eyes for him. So instead of playing on the podcast, we'll play it on the morning show tomorrow. that will be good. That's fine. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, that's uh, pretty amazing. He so he died at what'd you say, 37? Yeah. Way too young. We know that. Yeah, I've never been been through that uh, losing a, a sibling or whatever. My dad died when he was 62, so I suppose that's really young, but. Not like we were tight, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> well, yeah. we weren't. I mean, I'm sorry to no, say, I he and I were not close ever. I mean, I, I would not know what it's like for a. a he, when he'd go off the deep end, he was a real prick. But then, uh, most of the time, he was just really distant, and just the way he yeah. was. So, what are you going to do today? Are you going to do anything special today to commemorate your brother?
8: No. Um.
9: I really don't know what to do. I mean, like I said, I used to get drunk every, every June 11th
6: since he died, so... Yeah. I think staying sober for the day is uh, what he'd want.
0: Yeah, I think you're absolutely right about that, and I think, uh, he, yeah, that's a good way to look at it.
10: He had gotten himself uh, clean about a month before he died, so...
0: Oh, he did? He got clean, and then he, quit, he died a month later? Yeah, he quit drugs, he quit alcohol. So he died of an accident? Was he in a car accident? Uh, yeah, you could say that. Um, he was working on his girlfriend's car and
10: um, had the transmission panel and then accidentally knocked the arm out to keep
9: the car in gear uh, to keep it up. And he didn't put uh, put the emergency brake on or check the tires.
0: So that was it? So it came oh. down on top of him? Yeah. That's not good. There's no doubt about that. Well, uh, well, do what he did. Stay sober and uh, and. Re- Report back tomorrow is the best thing I could say, right? Right. And what was your brother's first name?
3: Bob. Bob? Yeah.
0: There you have it. All right, well, yeah, I'll be around all day if you need to call me later, and we can schmooze a little bit if you want. All right. All right. Thanks, Joe. Thank you. All right, bye. Yeah, I, I never had to go through. I have, I have an older brother and two older sisters. I have three younger brothers, and none of them, well, Terry was in ill health for a minute they've had a couple of them
1: that tried to die but they didn't
0: yeah (laughs) a couple of them that tried to die (laughs) she doesn't mean suicide no 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 so it's uh but uh, yeah joe sent me that message and i wanted to play it for him today but we'll we'll put it on the morning show tomorrow that'd be fine as long as we're in that kind of mode neil boyd you guys know who neil boyd is the opera singer
5: no Mm no
0: Neil Boyd, an opera singer who won NBC's America's Got Talent, dabbled in Missouri politics, has died. Scott County Coroner Scott Emick says Boyd died around 6 p.m. Sunday at his mother's house in Sykeston, Missouri. He was only 42 years old. Amick says Boyd had a number of medical problems, including heart failure, kidney failure, and liver problem. Well, he weighed about five hundred pounds. He at least five hundred. At least 500, pounds. Yeah, it's he not was... a healthy weight. No, <laughs> it's not a healthy weight unless you're eight foot three.
1: <laughs> Even <Yes>. then, baby. <laughs> Even then,
0: yeah, you're not going to live very long. Oh, he was seriously injured in a car crash last year too. Well, uh-huh. he had all kinds of stuff going his way, didn't he?
6: Yeah. Yeah, but. Uh... Mid-40s is basically as late as you can hope for when you're, like, that overweight. When you're that big, yeah. Well,
0: yeah. what, what's-his-name just died? Um, about two months ago, the comedian. Oh, I feel terrible about this. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Really big guy. you weighed about 500. He, oh, Ralphie uh, Mae. Ralphie
2: May. Ralphie May. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ralphie Mae. Yeah.
0: Exactly. He just died, too. You, you You can't be that big and live. It just doesn't happen. Nope. There's no question about it. Boyd won the network TV show, and it's $1 million prize in 2008, which is pretty cool when you look at it that way, you know. Uh, He released the album My American Dream in 2009, performed at the 2012 Republican National Convention. That's why we've never heard of him or you guys are Oh heard
1: of them. yeah.
0: Used st- to you you do one appearance at the Republican National Convention yeah, as an entertainer. Or It could be yeah. that I'm
4: not a big uh, opera fan.
0: No, it's pretty much because you get banned by
5: Hollywood if you if you
0: appear at <laughs> what, what yeah, show I mean, was he on though? America's Got
5: Talent. you want America's Got yeah, Talent. I don't, has anybody left any of those well, shows to really make it, aside from uh, uh, American Idol? Right, but that's American Idol. Oh, that's yeah. American Idol. Any Get of the, the, the other shows, released. I don't think they've had anybody that's really blown out as yes.
0: yeah. a oh. big performer. Tim might
6: know.
5: Lammers, do you know if anybody from
0: um, uh, America's Got Talent has ever blown up big?
10: You know, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I think the only one that I can think of of, I think it was Britain's Got Talent that had, uh, was it
0: Susan Boyle? Yeah, Susan Boyle, yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah,
10: but as far as America, God, I, I, you know, I couldn't even tell you. I think you guys were talking about this. I can't tell you any of the winners and what they've done from The Voice or – american idol or any of those shows i mean it's just not a big deal anymore like it was at first
5: well the, yeah. the singers but like terry fader yeah. i think terry fader the yes, comedian oh, yeah. and, yep. and uh ventriloquist yep. blew up big on america's got yeah. talent and got a got yeah. deal but yeah. like In musicians fact, you don't hear anything about them on any of these shows no, after true. they leave tim uh,
10: yeah the, the, you're right the young ventriloquist i thought i saw something about i think she's coming to minnesota for some deal Maybe it's a state fair or something. I, I don't Terry know. Terry is? Yeah, but, no, no, but obviously I mean, remember at... how big of a deal it was when the singers broke off of American Idol at first? Right. It yeah. was huge.
0: Yep, it was it was
10: huge, yeah.
5: It was, yeah. Terry Fader was just at Treasure Island.
0: Right, but uh, well, it sounds oh,
5: okay. confusing. There's a little there's a cute little blonde girl oh, who came on oh. a few years ago and she did kind of the Terry Fader thing where she would sing in different voices with the puppets oh. and and for their like oh. season finale or for the big deal it was her duetting with with Terry Fader and his puppets oh, it was pretty okay. cool but she was she was really really kind of a neat little girl and she got I think a contract in Vegas too so
0: you know I uh, yeah. I have a Terry Fader story uh, and he by the way he's a great guy okay Terry. good you had me nervous I Hold got no, a no. Terry Fader story he's a really really nice guy but uh, what's the name of his head puppet again the big puppet he's got uh, damn I can't remember his. he's got one puppet that's like the lead puppet of the puppets right uh, it's, <laughs> a it's a turtle. It's a turtle. His name is Pete. God, I don't remember. But I was in Vegas doing a doing a convention, a podcast, and, and Winston? broadcast. Winston. There you go. And Winston the turtle, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so I'm going to interview Terry Fader in front of the entire convention uh, in Vegas. So I'm sitting on the couch, and it's, this is being broadcast. I don't know where. Broadcast all over the place. So I'm. In- Terry Fader and right in the middle of the interview I looked at Terry and said you know I just realized I was doing something he goes what's that and I said whenever I'd ask Winston a question I'd make eye contact with him I'd make an eye contact with a puppet <laughs> that's a bit much it's like, so you Winston know, what found, do you think I
10: found the person Dave's talking about this is where I saw it just today because I was curious about who's going to entertain at the Starkey Gala yeah. coming up next month Darcy Lynn Farmer, her name is, uh, winner of season 12 of America's Got Talent. And she's going to be, Alice Cooper's going to be there, Gloria Gaynor. And Darcy Lynn Farmer, I believe, is who Dave is talking about.
5: Yeah, that's the that's little girl, yeah. Dar- yeah. Darcy yep. Lynn
0: Farmer. I, I never tuned into that show too much, but uh, I, I'm I'm not a talent show kind of guy because they, first of all, I can't st- I could not stand it on American Idol when they used to ridicule people who were really bad. Oh. you brought oh. them out there to just to humiliate them. I, like, that's
4: what I like about The Voice. They don't do that. They don't I mean, do that. By on the, the voice? time you get on no. TV, you're pretty good. Yeah, and if oh, you win, you're actually really really.
5: good. Yeah, but you most people tune in for the car wreck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They to probably watch. Yeah. You. To watch Has the, anybody the watched singing.
10: the new American Idol to see if they still do
5: that? Mm-mm. Nope, I no. But I'm sure they do. It was part of their popular formula. Oh yeah. Okay. Really.
10: yeah. Can yeah. you see Katy Perry or somebody just being rude? Like I just I don't know. That was a Simon yeah. Cowell thing.
0: Yeah. He I just was, can't imagine them
10: it. still doing that he to was people. Good
0: at it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why human beings love to wallow in other people's misery, but they just they love to do that. I what I cannot believe right now is the people that are going after Anthony Bourdain because people are going after him? Oh, God, yes. Look, you would a moron. I don't think
10: he was the easiest person to deal with.
1: He was
0: a great guy when I had him. I've talked to him several times. He's a great guy.
10: Yeah. Well, you know, you you talk about negativity. I think that really at the the, the forefront of the negativity in in popular culture came with not only American Idol with Simon Cowell, but with one of Bourdain's counterparts, which is uh, Gordon Ramsay. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: Gordon Ramsay loved the ridicule.
10: What a yeah. And, and, you know, again, you tune in because you're going to see them uh, just ridiculing people, demeaning people, and people found that entertaining. And I don't know how much that contributed to the overall climate of what we see today, but honest to God, I can't remember seeing it before that. So I will, it must, must say something about, you know, it's okay to, to humiliate people in front of millions of others, yeah. you know, and, and yeah. I hate that. I hate watching shows like that.
0: Well, as we go to break here, I will tell you one thing, and it, this is not humiliation, but it's mean-spirited. I have my new favorite person that I hate, and that would be Cassie because she weighs about 80 pounds, and she's sitting with me with a bag of popcorn and about a five-pound brick of Rice Krispie bar, <laughs> but she and she weighs 80 pepsi. pounds.
1: She does have diet. She does have
0: diet. Pepsi.
5: Sarah, <laughs> has that, Sarah
0: has
4: that same diet. I think they're she probably does. both aliens. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Yeah. So how, mu- how much do you
0: weigh,
2: uh, I weigh bomb. No, I, 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 know, not, I don't care. You I, I bounce
4: between
0: one fifteen and one
2: twenty.
0: You lie. You lie. No. Yeah, she you does. She lies big. Ninety eight and ninety nine with That's rocks in her pockets. <laughs> yeah, with rocks in her pockets. Let's get the big brick of Rice crisp I've never liked
2: you. I did have breakfast. By, by the way, <laughs> honey, cereal. when I said
5: make sure you promise that you're going to eat, I didn't mean Rice Krispies. <laughs> <rice> I meant <laughs> like a sandwich.
1: Those are really good, though. <laughs> yes, they
4: are. Rice crispy bars are not cereal.
5: it like right having... Yes, exactly. When we come back and we mention... Can I mention something breakfast about Bourdain? Champions. Absolutely. Right. We'll be right back with Tim Lammers as well, right after this Tom Berdard Show.
7: I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company.
0: We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Tim Lammers with us on the phone. Doug Sprintall in on a Monday because he's taking a vacation.
4: Oh, quiet. I am not.
0: You're no, It's not a vacation? You're, no. you're traveling, but I'm it's not working. a vacation. You're working. Okay.
4: Traveling, working trip.
0: Dave Schrader in studio on Mondays, as always. Uh, Timmy, Dave wants to yeah. uh, bring up a point
5: about Anthony Bourdain, and Be- then I want to talk to you about a couple of movies. And I'll try to keep sure. it light. Uh but I, I wanted to address something you, you mentioned. There's a lot of people saying some really stupid things regarding Bourdain. Yeah. And not, not about his personality and such, but just what a moron for g- killing himself. What kind of idiot does this? And what a lot of people don't understand is uh, depression is a, a bitch. And it, it, yeah. it's rooted in a way that makes no common sense. I'm a person that's dealt with lifelong depression and crippling anxiety. Right. Listen, I've got everything I could want. I do radio, which I love to do. I've got an amazing wife. I've got fantastic kids. But there's like your wife. I, a couple, I of days, I made couple of days that clear. A couple of days a month that I don't want to move. I don't want to get out of bed. Am, and it's everything I, I can to try to not want to do something horrible to
4: yourself. I'm glad you mentioned that because in a previous life, before I sold cars, I was a mental health counselor for four years. And I look at all the social media. Anytime something like this happens and you see and people with good intentions post things like the suicide hotline number. Yeah. This assumes that people that suffer from depression are too stupid to know there's uh-huh. a suicide hotline. They know that it's out there. No, that but isn't what helps.
5: But that's not always necessarily it either. It's the fact that there's uh, shame involved in right. in being open about depression. So I've always done it just because I felt if, if yeah. one person hears me and realizes, well, he can talk that's... about it. And, and the one thing you have to realize... The best advice and best thing you can do for somebody dealing with depression is not shut them out and not offer them any advice, because nothing you're going to say is going to get them that's out right. of this. That's and by exactly telling right. them, "I know where you're at," you don't. By then turning it around into, "Well, you think your life is bad? Listen to what I have to deal with." The last person a depressed, or last thing a depressed person wants to do is listen to your problems. Yeah, because they're trying true. to process <laughs> their own. Then they're yep. dealing with the heaped on emotion of feeling bad for you, and then the guilt for bringing this to your attention. So there's this overwhelming. Um, stigma attached to it and just because somebody has everything going for them doesn't mean that they're immune to the effects of depression depression attacks whether you are at the top of the world which look i mean look how many major celebrities kill themselves and they're on top of the world in every other aspect they've got the money the fame the popularity but that depression doesn't answer to that depression takes a totally different way around people like i said i mean there's And I feel guilt and and that's what cripples a lot of people from making that call is Mm -hmm. I feel guilt that there's no reason I should be unhappy or depressed. I love my life. I love my wife. I love my kids. I love my job, but I don't want to be alive today. I just wish it would end. I just wish this was it. Right. And there are some days you can crawl out of that hole and there's other days you can't. But the, the days that it's been the hardest is when I just have somebody there that'll throw the arm around your shoulder and just say, let's just be here together yeah no question about and you don't have to talk you don't have to you could vent and and don't say anything just let people sometimes it's weathering that storm that gets you through it and then there's like i said that shame policy of if i make a phone call people are afraid if they call and say they're feeling suicidal cops are going to show up on their doorstep Mm -hmm. and and that does happen so it does you know there are but there are other ways and i know you were (laughs) mentioning the suicide hotline i will mention um For listeners that may not be aware, there is the the National Suicide Hotline, 800-273-8255. But you can also now text the word HOME to 741-741, and that's free 24-hour support from Crisis Text Line so you have people to reach out to whose job it is 24 hours a day 7 days a week and your friends and family are probably not the best people to go to because they don't know how to listen they don't know how to help but there are ways to get help and being depressed is not what defines you it's stepping out of that and being strong enough to ask for the help so don't be afraid to make that move and don't assume just because somebody's in a position you think is fortuitous that that means they they should be immune to this as well it is a rough rough horrible thing and and depression and anxiety are are absolutely horrible so i I feel for everybody out there dealing with that and i hope that you'll get the help you need but don't be so quick to judge uh because there's no way you can know until you've walked in those shoes
4: and i can tell you i can give you a counterintuitive tip if you are with somebody who's really suffering from severe depression if they they're in a phase where they're really really depressed and then suddenly they seem elated they have decided to kill themselves
6: Yep. That's. Yeah. don't it's it's, it's, because they're happy that it's all going to be over soon. that's exactly right and it's
5: sometimes it's the strongest people in your lives and it's a facade right i mean anthony bourdain put on a a job oh sure yeah and he goes out and he does this and i have people that are like i can't believe you deal with depression you're always in a good mood you're happy you're well that's he's an actor that's dave schrader that i put on when i go out in public Uh when i'm at home it's a different deal you know so it's trying to get through those moments and and make it through so yeah it's it's a it's a brutal I didn't do a bad reflection. thing by giving you all those Nerf weapons, did I? No, <laughs>
4: those okay. are Nerf those weapons. Those are actually helpful okay, when I ahead.
5: can strap to the kids of the wall and just start... <laughs> 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 <laughs>
8: yeah,
2: are, are Nerf arms dealer. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Like his the now.
0: <laughs> I would say this, that Cassie's way of dealing with Dave's depression is eating Rice Krispie bars. Yeah. So that's good. Now, I, I think most people who get into entertainment, whether it's radio, television, uh, even writers... Um, certainly, t- people like Anthony Bourdain, actors. Well, yeah. Think of how many writers are alcoholics. Yeah, you know, they get into it because they are depressed and feel anxiety, and they want to. They they're really good at putting on that face.
5: So, well, and that's a good outlet know. because in those moments when you're connecting with a large group, you, yep. you're out of that isolationist right. feel. Right. right.
10: Yeah. You can't keep it going. I, I would say, professionally, I, I I totally have to agree with it. I mean, it's like a high. When you know, you're know you know, talking right now, or if I'm writing or whatever, I mean, yeah, I enjoy my family and everybody around, but professionally, which you deal with every day, it always does feel the best, one, at least for me, and I, I don't know if, Tom, you feel the same way, too. I mean, when you're mm-hmm. working, I hate it. I hate having time off because I feel like I should be doing something, you know? So yeah,
0: I understand. I totally
10: agree that. with that. Um, I have to tell you quickly, he, he, one of those people that lashed out, and I don't know if you covered this this morning, Tom, already, but... Bell uh, Kilmer was one of those yeah, people
0: yeah he was
10: that came out and I just sent uh, a, a cassie a link um, if you haven't read it um, but boy again yeah he just really goes after him and you know calling him uh, Kilmer calling Bourdain selfish etc oh, and Kilmer seems to be taking the attack that you know I've been dealing with this you know, he's been dealing with cancer or whatever the last yeah. couple of years. Yeah. and You know, so, you know, you, you try to get a picture of where he's coming from, but then when you read it, it's kind of like some of it is unintelligible, you know? Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty interesting. But I, I, he's the only one that I know of. Are there other people that are big names coming out against? What Bourdain did or something? Or what, what's it's just
5: going on? No, it's the general populace I see, people making judgment calls and, and saying he's stupid or, you know, how do you throw your life away like that? This guy's sitting on top of the world. But Bourdain was an admitted self, you know, he was a drug addict for a
8: long time. He was, yeah. He
5: dealt with a lot of ways to try to beat back that that trauma. Yep. And, the, you know, what it what it comes down to, and I don't know if, if you have it in the same perspective, but, like, see, I, I get to go out. I just came back from Salt Lake City, Utah, and I go do these events and, and sometimes you go to these places, and there's a couple hundred to a couple thousand people. And while you're there, there's all this attention kind of heaped on you. And then you oh, yeah. uh, you leave it, and you get back home, and you have to mow the lawn and take yeah. out the garbage. And all yep. of a sudden, you just feel like a nobody again. And it's kind of a weird, crippling it is situation. So I can only assume for yeah. these celebrities who are that much in the glaring spotlight, how sometimes that effect has just got to be a, a, a complete disassociative break.
10: Well, that's, that's right. And I think that's why the, the child actors suffer so much, because when their career ends abruptly and there's nothing left for them, you know, they usually, I shouldn't say you, well, I'd say most of the time it seems. How many successful child actors transition to adulthood? Not but many. the other ones go off the deep end, mm-hmm. you know?
8: Yeah, so I don't know many. if
10: that's related to what we're talking about necessarily, but it's, a, it's the whole idea of, not having that attention paid to you, and you have millions of people paying attention to you, and then in one fell swoop, it's gone. And yeah. what do I do now?
0: I can you remember so the very the very first time I suffered a bout of anxiety. I was, I believe, seven years old. And I'll never forget it because I had a panic attack because of the anxiety. Because I was seven and I didn't know what it was. I was actually sitting on the couch, and I was watching television, and all of a sudden the wall, like we're... Dave would be sitting now, we're on camera, but just picture yourself sitting on a couch and across the room is the television. Well, all of a sudden the television and that entire wall moved back about 20 feet. It moved. And, uh, you know, obviously. That happened
4: to me a lot in my teens, but I was on acid, (laughs) You were
0: on (laughs) (laughs) But it was, you know, obviously some stimulation in my brain, some, uh, something my body manufactured, but when that happened i went into a panic panic attack and i've had anxiety ever since it just that's how it started and it's never gone away seven, that would it was not
5: easy no. Well, and, and anxiety back, at I any like age is brutal it feels yeah. like you're like yeah. i'm having a heart attack and you every emotion you could possibly have from anger to rage to sadness just right. keeps washing over and and it's like never ending until you finally find a connection and you can break away for a little bit, but it's it's debilitating. It's horrible. It is now, terrible.
10: Let me ask everybody here because I, I think it hit me full force the anxiety thing when I started having kids.
8: Oh yeah. And oh, yeah, when you have
10: people you know you're responsible for and it's obviously not in your control in some sort of ways, you know, when they go off and they leave and they go to school or whatever. That is the
4: worst. Tim the first. That to
10: me. But no, but I felt it right away when they were babies, too. I mean, you
0: know, it
1: just. Yeah, Tom made me uh, call the doctor. He wanted a SIDS monitor on our kids.
0: Yep. I don't want want alarms. I want flashing lights. (laughs) I want everything you've got. And I'm
1: like, my (laughs) husband wants. It's uh, sits monitor. He's like, Did you smoke when you're pregnant? No. Did you drink while you were pregnant? No. Was there a low birth weight? No. Was there any problems? Blah 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 blah. No, no, no. I had low Say birth. It. You're not getting Say one. It.
4: No, no sins for you. No sins for you. <laughs> no
1: sins for you. They the sell way. those now though. Yeah, he but back then monitors. you had to get one like you had to rent one from a hospital. Yeah,
7: now it's they're called owlets.
5: Yeah, I got Owlettes. one up for my son when his uh, first daughter was born. It just slips on the foot. And it, um, oh, really? it syncs up to your cell phone and it'll oh, alert you cool. and alarm you if anything wow. goes on, if breathing changes. Yeah, does their
7: blood oxygen level and their heart.
5: We rate. would have had 40 of
4: them. <laughs>
7: See? Yeah. Somehow yeah.
4: you made it that I should have known. Kn- I had I'm them sorry. on every one of your I didn't hands. One I would one from excessive outlets.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should have announced to the uh, listening audience, because they might not know this, and Tim, you might not know it either, but. Alex is now carrying a teenager. So that's
8: yeah. nice. <laughs>
0: He's in there. Honestly, God, the kid was supposed to, what, six days ago? Yep.
7: This was yeah. the day Fawn was be born.
0: Of, or he, he'll be of drinking age next week. Well, he'll be of drinking age next week if she keeps carrying This is well, the, the day Fon you
10: know. was
7: born. Okay.
5: Now you know what it's like for most parents in America right now. The kids refuse to move out.
8: You just <laughs> yep. stay in your basement hey, and cool. will not get out. I'm free movie, leaving. free food. was that name?
0: Michael Rotunda. You should name your kid Michael Rotunda Rasmussen. Oh, the
1: one that his parents sued him to make him leave. <laughs> sued him leave.
0: to make him leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: my God.
0: <laughs> I think Wasn't
4: that's he a wonderful story. Some,
1: 35 30
8: was 35 or He was
4: 30.
0: Well, yep. and sadly enough, he's also a parent. It's like, yes, he Whoa. is. Oh, my. He's a parent, and he was married, I think. No, he mm. was not married, but he lived with a woman for a while. Oh, so
1: he was away for a while. I thought he'd lived there. I, I never uh, read no, no, the whole uh, story. I just yeah. saw okay. the headline. So
0: the kid is with
10: the the with the ex, the then?
1: I
8: must yes, I think so. I don't know.
10: I was going to say, they're going to say, we want you to move out, but leave your kid here. Leave your kid here, <laughs> exactly. Right. The kid will be safe here, but you get out. Yeah.
0: That's a good plan. But, yeah, I think I think conversations like this are really good. First of all, you have to understand something. On, I don't know, you know, Val Kilmer, he's on heavy medication for his his cancer battle. But most people, and we're going to have to start facing this and, and be honest about it, most people who are that vicious on voice, on... on uh, Social media are morons. They're just
5: not smart enough to understand. See, I, just I don't not. even know that that's the case. I think I sometimes do. disappointment and your own depression can lash out in strange ways. Well, that's true When you true see as somebody well, that guess. you admire and you yeah. like, the first initial reaction is, you selfish prick. How no, dare you man. do this? Look, yeah. it, you're a person in the limelight. Do you know what this just taught every kid? And that's what, you know, the one thing I've kept in the back of my head when I've had those super dark days is, I know this will pass but the most important thing that i've always done it for is my kids because i don't want them to think yeah well look there is an easy way out if you can't do it you can always check out dad did it and i don't want to be that example yeah. uh-huh. i'd rather right. be you know here and pushing through and that they see me struggling at times rather than just seeing me say nah
4: you're exactly right because right. It, it, regardless of depression wait can you repeat that other... honey
5: jot that down somebody <laughs> said i'm exactly hey, put right the exactly.
4: whatever they yeah. are at some point your choice has a, an effect on the outcome. You have to choose to be healthy. And it doesn't right. matter if you're dealing with depression or cancer or whatever. At some point, mentally, you have to go, All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my best to do the best I can. Or some people give up, and they just go, and they get sicker and sicker, and they don't make it. Well,
5: I think it's people that fight the depression that have the worst time. Yeah. Now when I feel it coming on, I let it hit me. Uh, it's like I, I always picture that scene from Forrest Gump when uh, Lieutenant Dan's on the ship and he's just shaking his fist at God, and the storm's just pounding the hell out of him. Oh, yeah. He's like, just take me. Get it over with. Let's do this. And when you just let it hit you, it kind of goes by a lot quicker than it does when I'm pushing against it the whole time. Same thing and with that's panic a big attacks. Help. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people are just like, I just let them come, and then they go, and yep. I know what it is yeah, now, and I just let it happen.
0: All right, we need to take a break here, but we'll be right back. We'll talk some uh, movies after this uh, and other things with Tim lammers Tom Bernard show. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about My Pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first My Pillow and I love it. It's very comfortable, stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic! Mike Lindell, the inventor of My Pillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. My Pillow is offering more than 50% off his four-pack special, which includes two premium My Pillows and two Go Anywhere Pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first My Pillow. If you already know how great the My Pillow is, Why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. Bum, 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 bum. I love this song. I didn't so did need a little
8: sunshine. We need a today. little sunshine. <laughs> well yeah, but I mean we're weekend. dealing
0: with something that other people don't want
5: to deal with.
2: Yeah. So it's
8: a
5: good thing it's a really good thing we're dealing with. But that's what I do when my when I hit into my darkest stuff is I put on music that just yeah. is stupid fun.
8: Mm-hmm. And
5: I'll sing and dance around to it and that gets the brain chemicals moving again. Yeah. Yeah. So it's in sometimes I can't, sometimes I just don't want to move, but but usually if I push myself into the music is what'll take me out of the spins. Music is great What's for the people. number 1? Is it "Tick Me Up Before You Go Go" or <laughs> no. <does it> wake <laughs> <me up? laughs> no, you know what it is? <laughs> it's it's funny. wham. It's uh this and it's the stupidest thing you'll think of, but it's uh um the Partridge Family. I can listen to the, the "Come On Get stupid. Happy," which sounds like the lamest thing in the world you happy. think of, but I guarantee you, you listen to that song and try not to just be in try to be sure. in a crap mood and listen to that song. It's just you can't do it. And then I think I love you. All the goofy I woke up upbeat on love this songs. Morning, yeah, those those are the three four mind. songs <laughs> okay. I listen to from them, and that always lifts me up. It's, Whatever works. Yeah, who
2: cares? Cool. Well, JB's dad put on Disco Inferno when he was <laughs> yeah, angry. Yeah,
5: JB, did when he was pissed off. <laughs>
0: Catherine, can you guess what mine is? Because I actually sing it, but nobody could guess what mine is.
1: But for get what? off
0: of my cloud <laughs> to get me out of a, a depression. That's Life by Frank Sinatra. That's Life. I love that song, but that's not it. I, what song do I sing all the time? Well, not a lot, but a, a We're in time? the money. We're in, no. <laughs> no, no, hardly not. I'm, <laughs> And I'm not even religious. I'm trying
2: to think. Uh, it's a gospel oh, I know. song. I know. Uh, oh God, no you've I'm...
5: heard me sing it already like five times since you've been here. Are you amazing, gracing it at home or what? No, no? I, I
2: know it. Uh, oh, Happy Days. Exactly. Oh, yeah. oh, Very good, <laughs> that Cassie. One.
5: That one.
0: Yeah.
2: That's it. That I is sing a good Oh, song. Happy. I, love oh that song. I love
0: that song. So... Plus, she just kills it. Oh mm-hmm. my God, that woman can belt that song out it's just but uh, yeah music is a wonderful thing music is a great it's cathartic.
5: thing it ties you to all different types uh, and times and space man it can pull you out of doldrums or put you into an amazing place yeah true. it's absolutely true absolutely true
0: so timmy we saw a couple of movies uh, this over over the weekend kath and i watched a double feature on uh, was it saturday night or yeah saturday? the rainy
1: rainy rainy day mm-hmm. saturday we oh, decided oh, we're yeah. just gonna watch some movies yeah
0: we watched a couple of movies one called unsane with with uh claire foy, foy. she was foy. amazingly good it's about a woman who who thinks she's being stalked but you don't know if she's really being stalked or if she's just crazy yeah, I, I'm aware of the
10: film. It. I haven't seen it. I know really it's coming good. on video, like on Blu ray this week. Um, the interesting thing I do know about that film, which was directed by Steven Soderbergh,
0: yeah, is that
10: he filmed it entirely on an iPhone. Yeah. Oh,
0: well, you filmed it all on an Are iPhone? You yeah, me? he did. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It gives you a very, like, you're there perspective.
10: You know, he, uh, you know, I, I think the guy has gotten preachy in the past with some of his. Oh, his God, stuff. yes.
5: But, yeah, oh, yeah.
10: But. There's no question the guy, uh, I think, was an innovator in the industry. Yep. And his big breakthrough was Sex Lies and Videotape. And then, you know, he's gone on and to the traffic. big commercial project. And he also did um, that one that was that HBO thing on Liberace. I, I think oh, he's a was really very talented filmmaker yep. Yep. and yep. very willing to, you know, stretch the boundaries. And I think that's great about him. So. Uh, It's just one of those that I didn't see in the theater for whatever reason, but I'm definitely going to see it, especially now that I've heard you talking about it.
0: I didn't even know it was in the theaters. I never noticed that it was at theaters.
10: It was, yeah. You know, it's funny because some of these films, and I want to get to the other film you're going to talk about, but, um, you know, Hotel Artemis opened
8: fairly weak. I I mean, you know,
10: but the thing is, is that films like, I don't know who distributed uh, Insane, Unsane, Unsane, excuse me. Um, but either. it has a lot to do with, not always, but it has a lot to do with, if you're coming from a, an indie distributor, I mean, your, your work is just not going to get seen as much. It's just right. not. Bleaker I mean It's just streaks,
0: rare that, you'll have a big
10: film like the Han Solo that, that hits the wall, but it's not unusual for a Hotel Artemis to finish 8th or ninth, you know, like it did. Mm. And I think it's a good movie, unlike a lot of others.
7: One of my friends saw it, and she said that if you like John Wick, you'll like Hotel Artemis. Ooh, I
0: like John Wick. I, I love John Wick. I and Lee, I was like,
7: John Wick was one of the best yeah, there... movies I've ever seen in my life, so <sighs>
10: <sighs> I might not. Yeah, sure. The okay. oh oh relatable so there is that there's this club in John Wick, um, where it's it's like a, a common Artemis? ground for criminals, and they cannot fire upon each other or kill one another in these clubs, whereas Grandma's Hotel House? Artemis is a hospital <laughs> for that sort of thing, right, where all the right. criminals are treated, but they can't go after one another. Right.
0: I don't know. It sounds like a great movie, and I love Jodie Foster, but I heard she's the weakest part of the movie. No, I, don't, I disagree.
10: Yeah, I, I, I think her. she's amazing in it. She's willing to take on a role that you probably feel uncomfortable with because, you know, she looks, I, I said this on KQ last week, I, the, the best way to describe it is she looks like holy hell. Yes,
0: yeah, she does but, look But there's terrible. a reason for terrible. that
10: in <laughs> the film that you find out as you watch the film why she is the way she is. So it makes complete sense. And she's willing to go there and make herself look like crap. She's not a vain actor. She, she plays the role, and that's what I love about
0: her. Yeah, I understand that. She is just one. I've liked her in everything I've ever seen her in, all the way back to Taxi Driver. She's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. But uh, the other movie we saw was uh, Thoroughbreds, Mm -hmm. which is really good. Not for everybody, probably. Very weird. Neither of these movies are for everybody. I understand that. But Thoroughbreds has Olivia Cook, who played the girl with the uh, breathing apparatus in Bates Motel. She's really good. Really, really good in it. And what's the other woman's name? She's good too.
1: I don't. I don't think I've ever seen her. I don't know.
10: She, who she
0: is. actually
10: was. Her name is Anna Taylor Tyler Joy or Taylor Joy. She oh, yeah. was the girl in uh, the McAvoy picture, Split.
0: Oh, Split! Oh. oh, yeah. There you go. Split. God, that was a great movie too.
10: But you mentioned—I heard this on the show this morning. You mentioned the guy in it that was such of a prick. Oh, he's a he's good, good actor.
0: He's really good.
10: Yeah, he was in
1: House of Cards. Yes, yeah.
10: yes, a journalist Gosh. in House of Cards, yep. a biographer that had a weird relationship with then President Frank Underwood because he's not coming back, but the show is. President But Frank uh, yeah, he's a good actor. I'm trying to think what his name is now. I'll have to look it up.
0: No question about it.
7: I saw Ocean's Aid.
0: I heard it's boring as hell. From me. I heard it from yeah. everybody though it's too. Boring. Yeah, really, now, it's really? Now
10: here I am again. I
0: I thought the beginning
10: was boring, but the actual heist was fun. The, the heist. way that unfolded was fun. Yeah, but, the you know. the twenty,
7: the 20 minutes of the heist was interesting. The rest of it was very boring.
10: Yeah, I I hear you. Afterwards, I, hear you. I
7: don't know. Dan and I both were just like, all right, let's wrap this up. <laughs> Been here a while now. <laughs> I don't know. It well, was like and I really like everybody in the movie and I was excited about it, but yeah, it was not exciting.
0: That's what I understand.
1: Yeah. We watch Coco. Uh, I watch Coco.
0: Horrendous.
9: Coco oh, is great. The movie like was horrendous. way too long. I liked it way a lot. Way too long.
7: I really. It was an hour and a half. So have been, It was uh, about, just past what, your 15 bedtime.
5: Fifteen minutes. It was past your bedtime. <laughs> about fifteen. minutes. 15 minutes <laughs> I would watched it it Was Tom cranky?
0: Yeah. Yes. Was he, uh, yeah he was. It was not. I <laughs> watched.
2: not? You're <laughs> cranky. <laughs> <laughs> no, you. <laughs> just give like. me that it sugar,
0: damn
10: I'm in the minority here with Coco. Did anybody like that movie?
7: I liked it a lot.
2: I did think it was I a tiny too. bit
1: too long.
0: It was too
10: long.
1: But not like I wasn't crying and whining about it like Tom.
2: <laughs> well, you know what cartoon <laughs> well, animation that we saw? It was Ferdinand. Tummy. We really liked I Ferdinand. I never saw
8: yeah,
5: yeah. The Bull. That's really I I yeah.
8: heard I laughing. Saw. I
7: haven't seen the movie, but I've read the book to Fawn about 400,000 times.
8: Yeah,
2: because I remember the Ferdinand the Bull when I was a kid. Yeah. I think yeah. Disney uh, yep. had like a short... Cartoon, but yeah, the
5: movie's great. I don't remember this at all. Yeah. John <laughs> Cena is the voice of Ferdinand the Boy. That's what I heard, yeah. But the, oh, the whole cast is great, and all the different characters and the way they do it. There's yeah. this troop of kind of those dancing, prancing horses, <laughs> and they've all got that really fey kind of uh, German, you know, industrial. Oh,
0: God. Ball. Look at you, Klaus. We're going to dance our
5: out, right? And it's just hilarious. The the movie's just really well. Siegfried and Floyd. Siegfried and Roy. Siegfried and Roy. Siegfried and Roy. Siegfried and and Floyd.
8: (laughs) 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 Who Who the hell?
5: Siegfried Follies. You know what? And then I watched uh, on the plane to Utah. I watched. The man that invented Christmas, and that was a really great little movie.
10: I wanted to see
5: that so bad, and it wasn't.
10: It
7: like barely was in theaters. I was so excited about that movie. Now,
5: the timing
10: is sort of. uh, Did you select that one, or was it just the only choice? No, because obviously, holiday film this time of year.
5: See, I'm a holiday guy all year round. I like that stuff. But what I also like are movies like Finding Neverland and Goodbye, Christopher wow. Robin. And I like those kind of movies. So when I can find one that I, I missed in the theaters, I don't care yep. what time of year it is, it yeah. was just so well done and well crafted. It's, it's a great movie. And it tells the story of, uh, of where he was in his career when, you know, he, he was huge when he came out with Oliver Twist. And then he had these, like, three more failures in a row and was at the end of his rope trying to figure out what to do. And it was great to see the way they, how his characters came to life. And Christopher Plummer plays Scrooge. Oh, he's
1: great. So he's mm-hmm. he's having this
5: talk and this dialogue with Plummer, who's who's Scrooge through the whole thing, but not just like that version. He's egging on uh, uh, Dickens through the Trump whole thing. Dickens. And he's like, Bah, your story is stupid. Yeah, this is never going to bah humbug. And he's just... And you watch where he takes all these pieces of the story and puts it together—really beautiful. Fat and stupid, and I hate you. Yeah.
4: <laughs> you know what did you see, Doug? You said you. you I saw, saw LBJ with Woody Harrelson. I heard and it's he phenomenal. Was, Ooh. Um, he was amazing. It was a great movie. I thought. That's what I've heard.
0: I heard it's really, really good. So and that, he that, plays LBJ.
4: Yeah. Damn. No kidding. And you he know. does a. You can. It, it's still you can hear Woody in there, yeah. but um, the. The makeup and all the stuff and the glasses and the way he carried himself—he's—it's great. And it's a really interesting story about how the Kennedys needed the very conservative, racist Southern Democrats to win the election from Nixon, and how they, you know, kind of used LBJ to do it. It's—it's—it's a—it was a great movie, I
0: thought. No doubt about Doug, it.
10: Doug, was there uh, uh, somebody playing Hubert Humphrey in the picture?
4: Uh, no, uh, it was focused on it was uh, a sock puppet. If I remember it should have been and uh, <laughs> and, uh, and Bobby. Mostly, it was a lot of it was the friction between uh, Johnson and Bobby Kennedy, mm-hmm. and JFK kind of realized that they needed uh, Lyndon Johnson to help, and Bobby. I think finally by the end of the movie, um, accepted Johnson for what he was trying to do. But there's a great scene in there that it, it actually happened. Johnson calls the head of, I think it's Haynes, and he starts complaining that he is too well endowed and he needs yes. him to make some special pants. Oh, my God! So they have the room yeah. between the yep. scrotum and the bunghole, as he says. They that, have that, the
6: that real audio of that. It exists out yeah. there, yeah. Oh, my God. Or well, he used
0: to love to show off his package yeah. to everybody. He'd go, look at this, and he'd just pull his pants down in the, in the Oval Office. There's one scene where he's on the phone, and he goes, I am effing Lyndon
4: Johnson. And he goes, no, I'm not effing Lyndon Johnson. I'm him.
8: <laughs>
4: oh,
9: God. <laughs> it's not a laugh ride right movie. movie. Uh, it's it's, uh, it's pretty you know, cool. Uh, huh? Is your father the one that uh, makes uh, clothes? Yes, sir. We're all together. Uh
6: this is me actually some real LBJ.
9: Lightweight slacks uh, uh, that he just made up on his own, sent to me three or four months ago. It's a, kind of a light brown and a light green, rather soft green and soft brown. Yep, and they're real lightweight. Now, I need about six pairs for summer wear. Yep, I want a couple, maybe three of the light brown, uh, kind of a almost powder color, like powder on ladies'. Face. Then there were some green, and then maybe some other light pair. If you had a blue in that or or black, I'd have one blue and one black. I need about six pairs to uh, wear around in the evening when I come uh, here. Mirror
6: starts describing.
9: And I need uh, the about a half an inch too tight in the waist. Uh, do you recall the exact five? I just wanted to sure get them right for you. No, I don't know. You, you all just guessed at them. I think son. but wouldn't you have the measurements there? We'll find them for you i can send you a pair i want them a half inch larger in the waist than they were before except i want two or three inches of stuff left back in there so i can take them up i vary 10 to 15 pounds a month All right. <laughs> so uh, leave me at least two and a half, three inches in the back where i can let them out or take them up and put make these a half inch bigger in the waist make the pockets at least an inch longer money my money and my knife and everything fall out wait just a minute
6: Wait just a minute. Well, <laughs> skip ahead a little my bit. bit these are people who run the country. It's like
9: riding a uh, wire fence. These are almost these are the best that I've had anywhere in the United States. Uh, but uh, uh, when I gain a little weight, they cut me under there. So, leave me, uh, you never do have much margin there. Let's see if you can't leave me about an inch from the where the zipper <clears throat> And uh, oh uh, under my, back of my box. Oh, LBJ uh, right there, so I Hail to there the
8: chief. I to. yeah oh God.
5: I had Bob Gimlin on my show <laughs> no. two weeks ago the guy from the Patterson Gimlin film of Bigfoot what? and he's this old guy and he's like yeah and I remember coming up over the ridge and, right. and I saw the Bigfoot and then later on in the show Jesus. he's like yeah, we were, uh, you know, we've had a chance to blah,
0: travel the world. <laughs> oh God.
5: Some people don't care, apparently. No. the next night, care. our guest, as I'm introducing him, and I go, uh, you know, he's an exorcist and blah, blah. blah <laughs> right over the air. We will be right back
0: a with our note. two Tom and show. <laughs>